In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 weight loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to awaken180weightloss.com. Marshall. I'd like to guide you now through an adventure involving two worlds, each of which, as they brush in passing, leaves its indelible mark upon the other. Two worlds not common to the experience of most of us. The world of crime and the world of the occult. An uneasy association, you say? Yes, that and more. Much, much more. As you will hear. Our mystery drama, The Moneymakers, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Field and Farrington and stars William Redfield and Bryna Rayburn. It is sponsored in part by Listerine Lozenges and Sinoff, the sinus medicines. I'll be back shortly with Act One. In case you've forgotten how much fun driving can be, Buick would like to introduce you to Skylark. A small car that's all Buick, with room, comfort, and an engine that no other compact car in America offers. The incredible Buick V6. Skylark, it's free spirit made practical. are best told by eyewitnesses, or better still, by participants in the events themselves. For this occasion, I have such a participant to tell you his own story. He is not your run-of-the-mill narrator, however. He is, uh, to put it plainly, a ghost. These hundred years past, I have been a ghost, restricted to the haunting of a single old house. How this came about, I suppose, might interest some, but that is not the matter I wish to dwell upon. I want to tell you instead a story of much more recent vintage, and I believe of far greater interest. You're kidding. This is the house? Well, what were you expecting, Steve? Buckingham Palace? Oh, I, I think it's, it's kind of... 
kind of sweet. Julie thinks everything's kind of sweet. It's moldy. You open the front door, the whole thing falls down on your head. Now, look, I, yeah, I, I should have picked out the place myself. Well, it wouldn't look bad if it had some curtains on the windows and maybe if somebody cut the grass. Now, Steve, the rent's dirt cheap and nobody comes snooping around. It's exactly what we're looking for. A fellow in the village said it's haunted, too. Haunted? Oh, I didn't hear that. I never was in a haunted house ever in my life. Now, look, if I'm going to have to spend the rest of the summer listening to you beef about the house, we might as well quit. He wants a medal. He found a moldy old house with a ghost in it. Okay. You want me to back the van out of the driveway and we call the whole thing off? Okay, no calling it all steamed up. I lived in lousy dumps before. Not haunted, but lousy. Come on, let's get unloaded. We got a printing press to set up. Uh, you better just uh, stay out of the way, huh, Julie? Yeah, yeah, out of the way. Okay. Hey, what are you going to do with a printing press way out here in the country? Okay, Roy, tell her. Uh, well, uh, Steve and I have decided to go into the printing business for ourselves, Julie. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> way out here? Well, uh, uh, you don't understand, Julie. You see, what we're going to do is, um... Well, look, um, uh, of course, I, I don't know anything uh, about business or any of that, but... I think you'd want to be like in the city or somewhere. I uh, mean, what, what's going on way out here? Oh, we'll return to the city. That's why we took this place just for the summer. I mean, we want to set up here in the basement and practice, see? So by, say, October, we'll really know what we're doing and be ready to compete with the best in the business. Oh. Well, so what are you going to print? Why are you practicing, I mean? What are we going to... Well, you know, this and that. It, it don't matter what you print, you know. It's how you print it. Oh. Can we get moving? At this rate, it's going to be October before we get the damn thing even running. Yeah, right. Okay, Julie, you want to go upstairs and fix us some lunch? I mean, driving makes me hungry. All right. Uh, ham and cheese on Riley? Yeah, sure, fine. Whatever. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll fix some coffee also if I can find the pot. Thanks. That's great. You mean to tell me she's going to buy a kooky story like that? We're going to spend the summer practicing? Julie believes anything I tell her. Yeah, I guess. Anything anybody tells her. Julie's okay, Steve. I mean, she's kind of dumb, but she's okay. Yeah, we shouldn't have brought her with us, Roy. You should have left her in the apartment in the city where she couldn't get in no trouble. We've been all through this a dozen times already. Somebody's got to cook. Somebody's got to clean up the mess. Besides, she's my wife. I mean, I, I gotta take her places with me. I just got this feeling. She's here now, Steve. Okay. Can I see the plates? Yeah, yeah. I got them right here in the briefcase. You sure she can't hear us from upstairs? Sure, I'm sure. She wouldn't be listening anyhow. Yeah. Yeah. Ha uh ha. -huh, there's my babies. Oh. Hey, they, uh, they look pretty good. Pretty good. Let me tell you something. There ain't never been a better ten or twenty dollar bill than what we're gonna make with these plates. Except maybe government issue. Yeah. Ernie Cochran made these plates for Eddie Strong, and they're the best. Yeah, but uh, no heat on them or nothing, huh? They've been sitting in Eddie's safe deposit box for ten years since he used them. Eddie willed them to me before the Morley boys got them. Rest his soul. I didn't like Steve. He was a nasty little man with dirty fingernails. And I didn't like the way he talked about Julie. Roy wasn't as bad as Steve, but I knew it was Julie with whom I must communicate. 
I was watching and listening while they had lunch. As soon as I get these dishes washed, I'll unpack everything. Oh, and I have to clean up this kitchen, too. It's awful. I haven't looked at the bedrooms yet. Where did they get the furniture in this house? Looks like they bought it used from the ark after the rain stopped. Oh, it's all Victorian, like the house. The original stuff, some of it. I mean, that's what the agent said. Yeah, just about right for a ghost, I guess. Has anybody heard or seen anything of the ghost? Oh, come on, Julie. You act like you want to see the damn thing. Well, I never saw a ghost. It would be like a, a new experience for me. Look, will you just knock it off about the ghost? I mean, what's the matter with you two anyway? There is no such thing as ghosts. You're just asking for trouble living in a haunted house. Except, why does it have to be trouble? I mean, a ghost is just somebody. Only they're dead instead of alive, you know? If I die and get to be a ghost, I'd, I'd still be me, wouldn't I? Yeah. Look, I'm getting as sick of that ghost as if he was real. Come on, Steve. Let's get back to work, huh? Yeah, uh, sure. Tony, <sighs> why did you have to rent the house with a ghost in it? That's what I can't figure. Oh. Julie. Roy? Roy, did you call me? Uh, no, 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 I, I didn't call. Hey, we're busy, Julie. I thought I heard... Well, okay. Julie, <laughs> it's not your husband. I'm right here in the room with you. I, I, I don't see anybody. No, you can't see me. Now, don't be frightened. I'm not. Hey, are you the ghost? Yes, I am. But it's all right, Julie. I don't mean you any harm. I thought you, you saw ghosts. Well, some ghosts, I suppose. People don't see me. They only hear me. Oh. Well, you, you do have a, a kind of spooky voice. I wouldn't have troubled you, but there is a favor I must ask. A favor? Well, sure. Anything I can do. Thank you. First, though, I must tell you my story. It isn't a very pretty story, but it won't take long. Oh, I'd, I'd love to hear it. I built this house a long time ago for myself and my wife. I wanted to write a great novel. I felt that I could, and I had enough money to allow me to indulge myself in this way, but my wife, my wife was perfidious. Perfidious. Oh, th that means she cheated, doesn't it? That's exactly what it means. Oh. I had a friend. Well, I thought he was my friend who published books. Uh-huh. He had encouraged me to try my hand at a novel, and he spent a great deal of time with my wife and myself here in our new home. Ostensibly, they helped me with my work, but... But he was making love to my wife. Oh! Yes, yes. I found him out eventually, of course, and I thought about killing him. But I wasn't the sort to do it. I couldn't bring myself to. Instead, they killed me. Oh, yeah, but what had you ever done to them? Well, I was in their way. Oh. There was a little room down in the basement, an alcove, really, where we kept kindling and firewood. 
They put my body in there and walled up the open space with bricks. You wouldn't know there had ever been a room there. Well, my body's been there ever since. Oh, that's terrible. How, how could anybody do such a thing? Oh, yes. It was a terrible thing to do. And, and you want to get even? Oh, no, 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 no. Nothing like that. Perhaps I did for a time, but that was a long time ago. They're both dead now, of course. Well, then, what kind of favor? There are rules that the dead must follow. I am not allowed to leave this house until my mortal remains are taken out of that sealed room and given proper burial with a prayer. That's all. Well, we can do that. I would be very grateful. Eternally grateful. The wall that must be broken down is at the opposite end of the basement from where your husband and his friend have set up their printing press. It is the only section of brick wall it should not be difficult to find. If... If you would. Of course. Either tonight or first thing tomorrow morning. Good gracious, of course we will. That was a steak. Yeah, better than the beans and franks we'd have probably had if Julie hadn't been here, right, Steve? Oh, why wouldn't I be here? Oh, after a steak like that, I ain't mad at nobody. Uh, you stay forever, Julie. Hey, any more of that beer in the icebox there? Yeah, most of the case. Uh, you want a beer, Roy? Yeah, sure, why not? Okay. Hey, uh, kitchen looks pretty respectable the way you got it cleaned up, Julie. <laughs> it's really a sweet little house. Uh, we got to get hold of a TV somewhere. Uh, Roy... Can I talk to you? Sure, baby. I, uh... Look, you, you got to believe this, Roy. I was talking to the ghost this afternoon. Just after lunch. <laughs> Julie, come off it. Talking to us? His name is Noah Carpenter. It was, anyway. He was he was murdered in this house. I don't know how long ago, when it was new, and they hid his body in an alcove down in the basement. He wants us to take it out of there and bury it. Are you trying to tell me you found all that out from a ghost? Yeah. A talking ghost? Talks just as good as you. Better if you want to know. I don't like it. I don't like ghosts around underfoot. Wait a minute. Where? Are you both crazy? For Pete's sake, there is no such thing as ghosts. Look, we have to break through a brick wall down the basement. I know where to look. And we have to take him out and bury him and say a prayer. A prayer? You want to do it now or wait until morning? Roy, I want to rush this job through and get out of here. This place gives me the creeps. Look, you're both out of your skulls. We're going to go right ahead and do everything the way we planned it. We're not going to rush things, and we're not going to go looking for dead bodies. I mean, what is the matter with you two? Look, I can do it myself if you won't help me. You are to stay out of that basement, Julie. That's an order. I heard everything they said, of course. And I was quite puzzled by my own reaction. I wasn't sure, after a century of waiting, I wasn't really sure I wanted to be set free. Not as long as Julie stayed in the house. I knew it was nonsense. I knew it could never possibly work out. I was a ghost, after all, and she was very, very much alive. But I was in love with Julie. 
There's an interesting question that's been asked over and over, but never, to my knowledge, satisfactorily answered. What portion of true love is physical and what portion spiritual? There is nothing physical left of Noah Carpenter. Julie gives the impression of being more than a little physical. Can there be any sort of union between the holy spiritual and the primarily physical? We'll look for, though I can't guarantee to find, an answer when I return shortly with Act Two. I want that sinus medicine. Headache tablet? No, the sinus medicine that relieves headache and congestion, internal sinus pressure, and post-nasal drip. You mean Sinoff? Exactly. Compare Sinoff tablets with anything you've ever taken for sinus. No sinus tablet you can buy relieves more symptoms. Sinoff gives you a full dose of pure aspirin plus a powerful sinus drainer. Sinoff works fast to help sinus pain while you drain. S-I-N-E-O-F-F. Sinoff, the sinus medicines in the bright red box. Take when needed, only as directed. Welcome to the Bahamas, the country of 700 islands. I'm Captain Henry Pyfram of Bahamas Air, the Bahamas' own airline, and I'd be pleased to show you our island. I can fly you to colonial-style Nassau Paradise Island, or to swinging Freeport Bukaya, to Eleuthera, where the pineapples grow, or to Bimini, where the fishing is fantastic. Every one of our Bahama Islands is a whole different experience. You choose your favorites, and I'll fly you there. The Bahamas, the country of 700 islands, eight days, seven night packages range from $89 to $436 per person, double occupancy, plus airfare. Call toll-free 800-327-0787, Bahamas Tourist Office. Hello there, Mystery Cuckoos. Oh, this is Gene Shepard. Oh, speaking of mysteries, as far as I'm concerned, the greatest mystery of them all is the one that you used to see in the old movies. You remember when you were a kid and you'd go on a Saturday afternoon, you'd see these movies with guys like Charlie Chan in them, and there would always be a scene where these people are living in a haunted house that was owned by the dead duchess or the dead countess, and there was reputedly ghosts or something terrible there. And this girl is asleep in this bed, and the wind is blowing the curtains. And suddenly, a panel slowly opens up back of her bed, and she's asleep, and a creeping claw comes out, reaching for her throat. Ah! Oh, great Scott. You'll hear the rest of the story tonight at 9.15 on the Gene Shepherd Show, Monday through Friday, of course. The creeping claw will get you. It will get you if you don't watch out. Here's Ralph Langer, better known as Mr. I Know Where They Are. Ralph, whatever became of Edwin Laudy, the inventor of the bridge lamp? Oh, yeah, so he's well up in his 90s now, but he still works every day taking chain-link fences apart. A listener would like to know whatever became of a young daredevil named Warner Bromley, who flew a Zeppelin upside down. Ah, uh, yes, he once tried to fly a Zeppelin upside down through the framework of the Eiffel Tower. What's he doing now? He inflates weather balloons for the government. All right, Mr. I know where they are. How about Stuffy Hodgson, Calvin Hoogevin, Jimmy Schwab, Fred Falvey, and Mary Backstage? Oh, they're all to be found in the pages of a new Bob and Ray book right if you get work. 
along with Wally Ballou, Tippy the Wonder Dog, and many more fascinating characters. That's right if you get work, the best of Bob and Ray at your bookstore now. Incidentally, Edwin Lowdy claimed he invented the bridge lamp, but he didn't. Well, he's in his 90s now. I don't see any point in reopening that controversy. Right If You Get Work, the new book by Bob and Ray is available now at Book and Department Stores, published by Random House. Some very strange things are happening in the old house which Noah Carpenter has been haunting these past hundred years. You'd think just the haunting would be sufficiently out of the ordinary, wouldn't you? But now a printing press has been installed in the basement of the house, and Roy and Steve plan to use it to print a great deal of counterfeit money. And as if even that weren't enough, Noah, the ghost, has fallen in love with Roy's wife, Julie. All very involved and seemingly unresolvable. Okay, okay, that's enough. Don't waste the paper. It's just a test run. Right. Hey, hey, the tens look pretty good, Steve. Yeah, yeah, and the uh, and the twenties too. Pretty darn good. You better believe it. I mean, like real. You know, I'd take them any day. Yeah, except they all got the same serial number. Anybody would take them. You know, I bet you could run these things to a bank one at a time. It gives me a kind of a creepy feeling, you know, making my own money. <laughs> You'll get used to it. Uh, what are we going to do with it, you know, after we get it printed? I told you already. I got it fixed up with Sam Brophy. You know Sam? No. The handler, they call him. Oh. He gets the stuff into circulation. Yeah, but how? I mean, how does he do it? Well, that's his business. I'm uh, not about to ask him. Yeah, but how much... Well, I never asked you how much his take is. We get 20%. We get 20%. That's right. We give him a quarter of a million queer ones, and he gives us 50,000 straight ones. 50,000? Out of a quarter of a million? It's a real good deal. Yeah, but I figured, couldn't we do it ourselves? You know, pocket the whole 250 grand? Forget it. Why? For one thing, I got a deal with Sam. Besides, he's got the contacts, and we ain't. We try something like that, we're both going to end up doing a stretch. Oh, man, you make a quarter of a million bucks, you end up with only 50,000. It seems kind of lopsided to me. And we split it, so it comes to 25 grand apiece. That's what I mean. So when was the last time you were $25,000 spending money? I never did. Have you been in here watching me? I just got here. I've been down in the basement. Well, 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 you shouldn't sneak up on a girl when she's got her hair tied up in an old rag and wearing these awful old slacks. And... You look beautiful, Julie. Very beautiful. Well, thank you. I, I was just trying to clean this living room a little. Oh, it's been quite a while since the place was cleaned. You know something? It's not fair. What isn't fair? Well, you can see me in a mess like this, or all dressed up, or, or goodness only knows how else. But you, I, I've got no idea at all what you look like. I don't look like anything. The reason you can't see me is that there is nothing to see. Just 
Nothing? I can't explain it to you. I'm not permitted to. Huh. Uh, Julie, may I ask you a very personal question? You can ask. Do you love your husband? Well, that's some question. I, I mean, I, I'm married to him, aren't I? Uh, well, that's not what I asked, is it? Well, maybe I don't know the answer. I'm married to him, and he doesn't push me around or anything. What do you care? I mean, what business is it of yours? If I were something besides what I am, well, I think I'd have to say I'm in love with you. However, it's quite absurd. We won't talk about it anymore. Actually, I was wondering how badly you'd be hurt if you knew. Or perhaps you do know. Know what? What Roy and Steve are doing down in the basement. They're going to print counterfeit money, Julie. $250,000 in counterfeit tens and twenties. That's against the law. Roy's not a criminal. If he isn't now, he will be very soon. What am I supposed to do? Leave. Get out of this house and away from this whole business. You mustn't get involved. Oh. You're a fine person. Too good to go to prison for something you had no part in. Prison? Why should I go to prison? You're an accomplice, Julie. You've helped them. Disassociate yourself from those two. I don't... I don't think I could just pack up and leave. Not without talking to Roy first, at least. I'm afraid that would be a very dangerous thing to do. But heaven's sake, why? Well, what's dangerous? I don't know about Roy, but I'm quite sure that Steve is potentially a violent man. Oh, I think I'm going to hit the hay. Well, it's only 10 o'clock, Steve. Yeah, we got a big day tomorrow, Roy. Wouldn't hurt if you got a good night's sleep yourself. Well, uh... Roy, uh... Could I talk to you for a few minutes before you go up to bed? Huh? Oh, okay, sure. Uh, if we got a problem or something here, I don't have to go right this minute. Look, it's personal, Steve. Between me and Roy. Oh, well, okay, I'll see you in the morning. I ain't one to butt into nobody's private business. How come you and Steve got such a great big day tomorrow? Well, you know, Julie, the more practice we get in, the better we're going to be when we open up our own place next fall. Well, you've been a printer, part-time at least, ever since you were a kid, Roy. How come you have to practice all of a sudden? Oh, well, you see, you go in business for yourself. It ain't the same, Julie. you got to be good at all kinds of work. I mean, you just wouldn't believe some of the stuff people want printed. Like money? What are you talking about? Like phony ten and twenty dollar bills, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth. Wait a minute. Where'd you get an idea like that? It doesn't matter where I got it. Is it true? Have you been snooping around down there in the cellar? You've been listening to me and Steve talking. So it's true. I didn't say that. I said where'd you get hold of such a crazy idea in the first place? Where I got the idea is my business, and I'm not going to tell you. Julie, I. <laughs> that hurts. Now look, it's a sample. See, just a sample. Next time, I don't just slap you. Now, where did you hear all this crazy stuff? Noah told me. The... Noah? Noah Carpenter. The ghost. Look, I wasn't kidding, Julie. The next one is going to be a real... You hit me once more, and I'm out of this place like a shot. Steve was right. We never should have brought you out here. Steve. 
Roy? Hey, was that you said my name, Roy? It wasn't Roy. My name is Noah Carpenter. I'm the... the ghost. You're the... Hey, come on, cut it out. Roy, stop kidding around, will you? It isn't Roy. Does my voice sound like Roy's? Roy? Roy, how? That isn't going to do you any good. How do you think Roy can help you? You help? Steve, what's the matter with you? The ghost, he's here. He's right in here with us. Oh, holy Toledo, not the ghost again, Steve. He's here, I tell you, you got to believe me. He was talking, just like people. Oh, wait, no. You imagined it, Steve. I didn't. He was... He's here. He's here right now. Get some sleep, will you? You're all keyed up. Hey, you ain't leaving, are you, Roy? I, I don't want to be left alone with that uh, that, that thing. I, I, I got to get back to Julie. She's... I'm, I'm, I'm having a little trouble with Julie. You're going to leave me here alone? Steve. You'll be okay. I told you there wasn't anything he could do for you, Steve. All right. What do you want from me? You're right. I do want something from you. Tell me and get it over with, will you? I want you to take those plates and go. Leave this house. I don't know nothing about no place. The tens and twenties, Steve. The ones Eddie Strong willed to you before the Morley boys got him. Isn't that what you say? What's it to you anyhow? Why should a ghost care about what people do? Since I do care, it isn't important why, is it? Okay, what if I just said you to go to blazes? I'll see to it that you're apprehended and brought to justice. Both you and Roy. Now, how are you going to do that? You ain't nothing but a ghost. I've told Julie about the counterfeiting. I expect her to help me. Julie ain't going to blow the whistle on me and Roy. He's her husband. I don't think Julie wants anything to do with that kind of money. What you say she does, though? What could you do? The in the village was talking about you. Said you couldn't leave the house. You're stuck in here. Yes, that is true. So there ain't a darn thing you can do if truly don't blow the whistle. I'm depending on Julie. The ghost told her about the flights and all. Is that what you were fighting about last night? Ghost, ghost, ghost. All I hear is ghost. There ain't no such thing, Steve. You think not? Look, Steve, she knows what we're doing. Then who do you think told her? You think I told her? That lousy ghost told her. That's who. Well, whoever. She knows. Is she going to blow the whistle? I don't know. I, I, I don't believe she would. I do. I'm her husband, Steve. It's happened before. I think we better make plans. You mean pack the stuff back in the van and forget the whole deal? I got a better idea. What idea? There ain't a thing that ghost can do to us without Julie's help. He admitted it last night. Steve, I got enough trouble without ghosts. What kind of a plan have you got, huh? That ghost is real. You'll have to take my word for it. But without Julie, he can't do a thing to us. Not one darn thing. So what's the plan, Steve? We got a hole somewhere down here in the cellar with one body already in it. Why not make it two? We're going to have to waste, Julie. 
Counterfeiting is a crime against the financial structure of the society in which it is committed. Deplorable, of course. But murder, murder is a crime against God and against the very nature of civilization. An evil, evil thing. A man has just been asked to collaborate in the murder of his own wife. Not in a passionate frenzy, but in cold blood. We haven't heard his answer yet, but we shall when I return shortly with Act Three. Buick's 1976 Century Regal is the most luxurious mid-sized car Buick builds. But it's also got a practical side. In fact, it makes a concession to practicality that no other American mid-sized car does. It comes with a V6 engine and a Buick V6 at that. Regal, it's got the spirit. Full of nuts, the heavenly coffee comes in just one grind. It makes perfect coffee every time, no matter how you make it. Whether you use the old-fashioned percolator or any of the new automatics, Mr. Coffee, Norelco, West Bend, or any other coffee maker, Chalk Full of Nuts is the only coffee that gives you that perfect heavenly flavor in any of them. Chalk Full of Nuts all-method grind coffee is a blend of the world's most expensive coffees in one grind. In business, you rarely hear the expression, for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 weight loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to awaken180weightloss.com. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hulu.